Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll let you finish back. <laughs> back so tight. Okay. <laughs> Hey divas! So this is our first Devo of 2021. (laughs) So we're going to go back and pick up with the series that we had, um, taking a break from in December, and we're going to have our honest discussion about drinking. And this is drinking alcohol, not just like water or tea or something. (laughs) We're going to talk about drinking alcohol. And like for me, this is something I've never really struggled with. Um, And people... Like you know, dated and stuff, or just think like how you've never had a drink or anything. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's just never appealed to me. So mm-hmm. I do have a harder time understanding why people would want to do that, especially people inside the church, people who've grown up. Um, so I mean, is that something do y'all have dealt with? I mean, all through high school, like I made this pact. I guess you can say to myself, I'm like, I'm not gonna fall in. Like I don't like to follow the crowd. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to be like you know different from a crowd and. And that really goes along with Christianity. Christianity, I wasn't necessarily doing it just for that reason. It's just, I guess, the stubbornness in me, mm-hmm. mainly in high school. But um, and so I did really good all through high school. Never, you know, I was like, no, that doesn't even sound good to me. Like I didn't bother me. I wasn't invited to parties, that kind of stuff. And then after college um, is when I did fall into it. And may, like I think a lot of times um, we're told that it's you know, it'll help with like your emotions. Like you won't have to think about all this deep stuff that you're dealing with, you know, like that's the way to get, to get away, you know? Mm -hmm. And I fell for that. And really it brought those on like 10 times more, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's what it does to your body. And I was like 10 times more emotional about the things I was dealing with. And it's just not the answer. I found that out the hard way, but yeah, I, um, I wouldn't say that I, like, struggled with it, but in college I was around it more than I thought I would be. Um, when we were in Costa Rica, you know, we were all hanging out and, and doing our thing. You only know, like, 20 people in the whole country <laughs> when I did my study abroad. So, um, you know, they were, we would go to meals and people would, would drink. And, like, that's fine. Y'all do y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but one night we had went on an excursion and we came back and we were at a bar and I was so uncomfortable the whole time. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I, I was tempted because they were talking about like how different the alcohol tasted. And I'm like, well, I have nothing to compare it to you. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't see a point to it, which number one, I was a broke college kid and I couldn't afford <laughs> yeah. those drinks. <laughs> um, but I mean, I just, I, I think I was a little too rational for, I'm to, too. to fall into it. And we're going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that in a little bit. But yeah, that's kind of me too. It's just never. And also like I'm big, like when I'm trying something new, I smell it first, which mm-hmm. my mom usually makes fun of me for, <laughs> but it smells terrible. So mm-hmm. I'm like, why do I want to put this in my body? It smells awful. Yeah. So that's <laughs> part of mine too. So um, we're going to look at what the Bible says first and the Bible doesn't explicitly say, like, thou shalt not drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not one of the 
Ten Commandments. It's not something that Jesus was like in some of the mount, like, do not let a drop of alcohol touch your lips. You know, mm-hmm. that's not anything in there. But we do get some warnings kind mm-hmm. of of its effects that makes you, I guess, kind of also go, well, I shouldn't do that because mm-hmm. it has these effects. So um, Proverbs is a good one um, because the author, he talks all, all throughout the book about you know, abstaining from things because, you know, he's done these things, like he's tried all these things in life and he's telling you, this does not make your life any happier. Mm -hmm. So Proverbs 20 verse one says, wine is a mocker, strong drink, a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. So, you know, mocker is like, you know, kind of like if you're mocking someone, you're making fun of them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, brawling, it's talking about fighting. So, you know, these things can cause you to act abnormally, kind of, that's kind of how I took that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in Proverbs 23, verses 29 through 35, um, this is a really good one. I really like this one. It says, Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who tarry long over wine. Those who go to try mixed wine. Do not look at wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup and goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a serpent and stings like an adder. Your eyes will see strange things, and your heart will utter perverse things. You will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, like one who lies on top of a mast. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. This is just such a vivid picture to me. Like, I can just almost picture someone, you know, it says, like, you know, it looks good in the glass. You know, it's shiny. It's it's pretty and red like wine. And it goes down smoothly, and you think it's good, and then, you know, all these bad things happen. Bites you like a snake, and it causes sorrow and strife, and wounds and redness of eyes, and you don't feel pain. You know, you always like see like on TV, you know, people fighting when they're drunk, and mm-hmm. they don't feel it. Then they wake up the next morning, they have like bruises, and it's just like oh, mm-hmm. and but then they go out and do it again, and it's just to me that's just such a sad picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. I mean, to not to not know and to not. I don't know to be fully yourself you mm-hmm. know that that's a really scary thought mm-hmm. and to be like so dependent on something else mm-hmm. yeah exactly um we're gonna go to the new testament and luke 21 verse 34 jesus tells us to watch yourself when it comes to drunkenness and dissipation and I looked at what dissipation means because i wanted to make sure i got it very accurately mm-hmm. and it means to spend up or use wastefully or foolishly or acting in self-indulgence. So, you know, you think drunkenness, you're like, yeah, I can see, you know, talking about getting like completely out of your mind where you don't know what's going on. But dissipation, I think, is more like even the act leading up to it, to me, because you're acting foolishly. Mm-hmm. What y'all think about that? Yeah, I mean, it sounds that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never really, you know, studied the word dissipation. I always read it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, I knew what it meant. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever said it out loud before. Yeah, either, but I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay, yeah, so that verse that you're talking about um, in Luke, it's talking about, too, um, like, that we're supposed to be watching. We're supposed to be, you know, preparing ourselves for the day that Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about there, you know, if, you, if you've got all this stuff going on, the drunkenness and... Um, you know, you're worrying about all the cares of the life, um, and that day will come unexpectedly. So it's like if you're, you know, drunk and you don't even know what's going on, and that's the day Jesus comes, you know, you're not in your mind. It's just like, I don't know, that's just a scary thought, too, you know, to not um, be fully prepared 
um, when he comes back. And I think that could be definitely a big setback for you. If that's what you're taking part of. Yeah, because we're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you don't even know where you are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, the last one I have, well, Paul mentions drunkenness. And, you know, when he's writing the letters to the churches, you know, he has all these lists of things that they should abstain from or watch out for and drunkenness is in there just about every time he does these Mm -hmm. lists of things um so i'm not gonna read every one of those (laughs) but um the verse that i posted yesterday on our instagram and facebook pages was first corinthians 6 verses 19 19 and 20 and here paul wrote do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have received from god you are not your own for you were bought with a price so honor god with your body and later um, in chapter 10, he also says, you know, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Paul is just, I mean, it doesn't specifically say anything about drinking, but I think when we apply it to, you know, this principle, um, like you can apply it to other principles in your life, um, you know, it's talking about what you can put in your bodies. I mean, this could apply to eating food um, mm-hmm. because gluttony is listed as one of the deadly sins. So, you know, anything can be too much depending on how you use it and god wants us to use our bodies for good and um you know we've talked about self-image and i don't think god expects us to all look like supermodels or anything Mm -hmm. but you know it's just talking about taking care of your body because it is god's temple yeah and i think if you really view it that way um then anytime you're presented with the situation you're like oh is this good for my body you know then that that verse should answer like, okay, well, is it, you know, is it worthy of the Holy Spirit? You know, like, is it worthy of, you know, um, God's temple? Because it's not my body, it's God's. And, you know, is it, is, is it okay to put this in? And I think that will give you your answer, you know, if you really ask yourself those questions. Um, so now, you know, we've looked at what the Bible says. And so we're going to talk about, you know, even if the Bible didn't say anything about drinking, these are just some reasons that we feel are good to stay away from it. And first of all, if you're a teenager, it's illegal mm-hmm. for you to drink. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You could yep. go to jail and have all kinds of legal issues if you mm-hmm. drink and you're, you know, caught. So number one, it's illegal. Um, and then, like, you know, our world pushes it so much. There's commercials everywhere that show, you know, all these attractive people sitting around laughing and having fun drinking their wine or beer, vodka, whatever it is. Like, you know, you can't watch a football game if you don't have a beer. You can't throw a party if there's not alcohol involved. You know, you can't have fun if you're not drinking, you know, and mm-hmm. it's all, it, the list goes on and on, but those are like the main ones I see all the time. It's like, you know, games, sporting events and parties. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think a lot of teenagers get lost in like, oh, well, this is what I have to do to have fun, or this is what I have to do to entertain my friends or impress my friends is have this drinking, you know, have this alcohol to drink at a party or to be involved in it if it's available at a party. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, it's definitely all messed up. It's it's all mixed up. The, the, you know, the commercials really don't care about you. Those people who are putting on those commercials are not care, don't care what it does to you. They just care about how much money they're making off of their product, you know, how much they're selling. And they know if they make it look good and fun that other people are going to be like, oh, well, let's do this, you know. And um, I, I just think, you know, it's definitely not fun. It's just what people think, you know, that it is. I don't know. Don't let you see the other part, the thing that mm-hmm. happens the next morning when you wake up and you have the redness of eyes and you feel terrible and you're throwing up, all that mm-hmm. gross stuff. They don't let you see that. Um, so 
you don't know, may not know the short-term or long-term effects. This is what we're going to talk about. So some short-term effects, which could occur, you know, after just a night of drinking, um, you'd have like distorted vision, um, your hearing would be kind of off, or your coordination, you know, you can't really walk. That's why, you know, they always do the line tests when people mm-hmm. like, pull people over for drinking and driving. They're like, oh. <laughs> um, I don't know why those are so funny to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I probably couldn't pass one. Sober. Oh, me either. <laughs> I can't walk straight. My balance is terrible. Um, your perception is off and your emotions, you know, they get all crazy. And, you know, people, you know, have all these things. Like pe- Some people cry a lot. And they get really emotional. Mm-hmm. Some people get really mad and angry. So mm-hmm. your emotions are not yourself. Um, your judgment's off. That's when people make a lot of stupid decisions when they're drinking. And hangovers, I'm sure, are terrible with all the headaches and nausea and stuff so that's mm-hmm. just after one night you have all this stuff um long-term effects it's like if you drink over many years you're, you'll have liver disease heart disease various cancers pancreatitis i think anything else i mean what i've dealt with in in my job is our heart is alcohol related encephalopathy and alcohol related alcohol induced dementia Mm -hmm. so those are just basically deterioration of the brain Mm -hmm. and they it's one of the saddest forms of dementia to me because it usually is an early onset um my most recent patient was you know early 50s and I'm like this is the time where you should be enjoying your grandkids Mm -hmm. enjoying your kids getting close to retirement but you're living in a nursing home now because um, of the decisions that you've made. Yeah, so many times people think, like, if you're stressed, get a drink. If you're upset, get a drink. You know, if you're mad, get a drink. Like, If you're celebrating, get a drink. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it really is that marketing that's pushed, like, it will fix all your problems. And I mean, really, like, it makes bigger problems. Just shopping, you know, like on websites and stuff, you see, like, T-shirts and some about wine, you know, mm-hmm. that's big for women, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, they'll be like, you know, I don't know, different cute little sayings or something yeah. with wine. I can't think of any right now. Yeah. They usually just go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next we're going to talk about like social drinking. And I hear this a lot. I've heard this from people, um, you know, in the church or, you know, you know, other denominations outside of, you know, Church of Christ, which is what we are, um, you know, saying, well, you know, I just have a drink at, you know, a gathering and a party or we just have some wine at dinner. Um, you know, and this is, it's tough to address because the Bible doesn't, like we said, doesn't say, you know, completely abstain. There's, doesn't not laid out that way. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is hard to address. Um, but my thing is like, you know, you don't know how that one drink is going to affect you. You know, for some people they can just have a glass and that's it. They're fine. Um, but other people, it becomes more addictive. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, how their body chemistry is. So, I mean, do you really want to find out if you're the one that's going to be addicted? Um. <laughs> I was nodding along and I was like, yeah, wait, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to find out. Um, and then also, it could cause other people to stumble. You know, you may have friends or, you know, somebody who's trying to learn about Christ and trying to come into the church and maybe they've had trouble with alcoholism and they're, you know, getting through that, they're working through that. And, you know, they see someone who claims to be a strong Christian drinking, you know, they could revert back to, you know, alcoholism because they see someone and they think, oh, well, this is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they could, you know, question the integrity of, you know, the church as a whole because they think, 
well, you know, I've always heard from other people that I shouldn't do this, but the church is drinking. So what does that say about, you know, mm-hmm. about Christ and God, you know, because they're the head of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing, too, is like, um, you know, if you're part of the church and you're drinking and, you know, it doesn't bother you at all to have one glass or whatever, um, then you're around someone who is a new Christian and they're like, oh, well, they're drinking, so let me try this. And so they start and then they're the ones that get addicted, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone is different. Everyone's body is going to react differently. I mean, short term and long term, it's all going to be different results. Um, and you just really for me, like, I just don't want to play with that, you know. Like, well, what if? What's going to happen to me? You know, yeah. kind of thing. If I drink this all the time, what's going to happen? And with alcohol, too, it does affect people different as far as amounts, too. You mm-hmm. know, your height and weight and gender mm-hmm. and all that go into how your body processes alcohol as well. So I don't know very many people that, you know, breathalyze themselves <laughs> every time. It's like, yeah. okay, this is my cutoff point. You know, it's. It's, well, you know, I can have one more, but you you just never know where the line is. So the easiest thing to do is just draw the line at the beginning and say no. You know, it, it was interesting to me when I was studying for this, um, I read that alcohol is one of the things that our body is naturally made to detox out of our body. And so God made it our bodies. And if that's the thing, you know, he put that in our bodies to know, like, our, you know, we already know that we're, we're made super smart. Everything's... You know, the way our body works is so interesting. And so if God made it to where our bodies automatically detox alcohol out of it, then that should be a sign, too. It's like we're not made to have that in our bodies. You know, Mm -hmm. like I thought that was really interesting when I read that. So another bad thing about alcohol is that it's related to violence and to crime. So not just illegal that you drink it, but mm-hmm. it's heavily linked to domestic violence and sexual assault. And also, you know, drinking and driving kills thousands of people mm-hmm. every year. And normally, from what I've seen, it's not the person who's drinking is the one that mm-hmm. usually suffers the most. It's the person that they impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And you just think of like, I can't imagine, like, the guilt that I would feel if my actions cause someone else harm or, you know, to pass yeah. away or to be injured severely. So that's a big responsibility when you drink and get behind the wheel of a car. And, you know, no one's life is, is worth that. You don't have to have anyone's blood on your hands. Mm. Which leads to more problems. I feel like that would just cause you to want to drink more because you want to forget that. You want to... Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, to me, just a rabbit hole of, yeah. you know, problems upon, upon problems. Yeah. People use alcohol as a coping skill. Like, you know, we drink so that we don't remember all the bad things that have happened to us. But that doesn't make your problems go away. You mm-hmm. know, those problems are still going to be there when you sober up. And so that's why it can be such a cycle because you do feel worse once you sober up because those problems haven't been fixed. Mm -hmm. But alcohol never solves any problems. Yeah. That's good. So to wrap this up on a positive note a little bit, um, Jesus told us in John 10, 10 that he came to bring life and so we can live more abundantly. So then that's the bottom line of all this is, you know, a lot of times we or people – you know, who try to get us to do things like drink and alcohol, um, they just see it as a li- the Bible's a list of things that we're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think it's the opposite, according to this verse that, of, that Jesus said. You know, besides, you know, God to salvation, the Bible, you know, is a, a life God. It's, mm-hmm. you know, if they, it says that we should stay away from certain things or warns us about things, it's because they're dangerous. They're not going to add to our life. It's not going to make our life abundant here on earth. Um, you know, it brings on a lot of problems that we've talked about. So I think the bottom line for us is that your life will be more abundant here on earth while we're waiting to go to the better place if you just stay away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, you know, does it add to your life when I look at things? Is this going to add to my life? Are you living the abundant life that Christ wants you to have by indulging in just even one or two glasses of wine or beer or something? And, you know, I don't think so. I hope you think about these things and always remember to be kind, be humble, and live abundantly. Bye. Bye.